48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. The headlines. Students are looking forward to returning to school for face-to-face lessons after the summer break. Local doctors are concerned that a government-appointed special registration committee to vet non-permanent residents to work as specialists in the SAR will affect standards and their autonomy. And singer Denise Ho says she's had to cancel her concerts next week because the venue operator said there's a risk the performances could disrupt public safety and order. It's the end of summer break and many students say they are thrilled to return to school even though it's only for half-day lessons. Schools can only resume full-day classes when students and teachers are 70% vaccinated. That means primary schools will only be open for half a day because most students haven't reached the vaccination age of 12. This Form 3 student, surnamed Chan, is fully vaccinated. She hopes to return to full-day classes as soon as possible. We only have half-day classes now because the school can only hold four-day classes when vaccination rate reaches 70%. I hope my schoolmates can get vaccinated as well so we can reach a 70% vaccination rate and resume four-day classes as soon as possible. Education Secretary Kevin Young says some educators have told him that most teachers are already vaccinated, but officials haven't received any applications from schools to resume full-day face-to-face classes yet. Mr. Young said the authorities will collect data on the vaccination situation among teachers and high school students starting next week. As for primary schools and kindergartens, he says any relaxation would depend on the pandemic situation. When we achieve a high percentage of vaccination, the overall control or the risk will be lower. And then we could afford to have some release in the social distancing measures. At the same time, we will also consider whether we could have further relaxation in terms of the face-to-face lessons in primary and kindergarten. But we have to see the overall situation before we can take further step on that. Some parents have expressed concern about infection risks at schools, but said they understand the need for on-campus lessons. Others said it's time for their kids to resume normal school life, such as Johnny, whose son is studying in Form 1. It's time to go back to school to study face-to-face. Not many cases, local cases in Hong Kong, yeah, I think it's not too much worry. Doctors have expressed concerns over standards and their autonomy after authorities unveiled plans that would allow non-permanent residents to work as specialists in Hong Kong. The president of the Public Doctors Association, Tony Leng, says he's concerned about the government-appointed Special Registration Committee, which will screen candidates. The Special Registration Committee is uh, formed by um, over half of the members being uh, government-appointed and the chairman also being government-appointed. So uh, we have a great concern over um, our autonomy as also how the Special Registration Committee can safeguard the standard of the doctors. Health Secretary Sophia Chan has dismissed allegations that the decision to further relax restrictions for non-locally trained specialists is a political one. She said the only objective of the change is to ease the manpower shortage. 
第一一定唔系一个政治决定啊，呢、这个都系一个公众利益，同埋我哋都希。It's definitely not a political decision. It's public interest. We hope to resolve the shortage of manpower, especially in the public healthcare system. We have explained to different professional groups, and after Exco approved it after the press briefing, we had talked to different doctors and explained our policy. They understood, and some gave us their views. We listened to them, and will continue to listen to people's views. Singer Denise Ho has said the Hong Kong Art Center has cancelled the venue booking for her concerts next week, saying they can do that if public order or safety can potentially be endangered during a performance. Ms. Ho said the accusation is groundless. Francis Sit reports. In a statement, Ms. Ho said she could not see how her performance could endanger public order and safety. She said her team has been accused of breaching relevant clauses without proof, and that the center only said it has to observe closely the recent developments in society and the laws concerned when asked for more explanation over its decision. The singer added she reserves the right to pursue legal action. She said refund arrangements for the shows at Shelton Theatre will be announced later, but an online live broadcast will take place as planned. Lawmakers have criticized the government for spending over $40 million to hire a consultancy firm to carry out a study and rebuild Hong Kong's international image. The government previously announced that the contract to undertake the relaunch Hong Kong campaign had been awarded to Consulum. Answering a question about the contract at the Legislative Council, Under Secretary for Home Affairs Jack Chan said the cost was reasonable as the firm had done a lot of work. But Alice Mack of the Federation of Trade Unions said it was not a good use of public. Money. It's definitely a lesson for the government to learn, and in fact, we feel very sorry because Hong Kong is experiencing a very difficult time. Our grassroots and underprivileged are living a very bad life.、Uh, I think the government should make well use of our government resources. Overseas, President Biden has praised the airlift of American citizens from Afghanistan as an extraordinary success. In an address from the White House, Mr. Biden insisted the U.S. had achieved everything it set out to do in Afghanistan, and it should have left long ago. We succeeded in what we set out to do in Afghanistan over a decade ago. Then we stayed for another decade. It was time to end this war. This is a new world. The terror threat has metastasized across the world, well beyond Afghanistan. The Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, has said the United States was now less safe, and Americans were stranded behind enemy lines. Up to 200 Americans remain in Afghanistan. The White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, said the U.S. had great bargaining power with the Taliban, which it could use to get the Americans out. We have enormous leverage over the Taliban, including access to the global marketplace. It's not no small piece of leverage. And in order to gain access to the global marketplace,、uh, we're going to be watching closely, as will the global community. I would note that yesterday, the UN Security Council also signed a, a passed a resolution、uh, that made clear to what the expectation is in terms of safe travel、uh, and evacuation or departure, I should say, of individuals who want to leave Afghanistan. And nearly half of the countries in the world have also signed on a sta- to a state. Making clear that is the expectation. The Taliban have been celebrating the U.S. departure, describing it as a victory which should serve as a lesson for other invaders. But as they make the transition from insurgents to government, they say they want good relations with the United States and the rest of the world. There is widespread concern about how the Taliban intend to govern. Some citizens, like this English teacher in Kabul, are fearful after helping Allied forces. 
I regret working with the British. I regret helping people learn English. I regret from the whole things I have done in my life. Why I worked for English language, I worked for, 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 for people who, who left me in the flood and left me alone in here. Author and China analyst Mark O'Neill has told RTHK that he thinks the mainland is happy that the U.S. has left Afghanistan, but it would be reluctant to make any large-scale investments in the country. Afghanistan is not a country in the Belt and Road Initiative, and this is very significant, I think, uh, because China has looked at it and said, you know, its infrastructure is so poor, the road system, the rail system, the economy is so backward that... You know, investments from China would not yield an economic return. So I think China is happy to assist the Taliban diplomatically. I think it will provide uh, limited aid and investment for, for say, roads uh, around Kabul or around the major cities or rebuilding the airport, that kind of thing. But uh, it won't be a large-scale investment. In financial news, Chinese Commerce Secretary Wang Wentao has urged the SAR to join the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership as soon as possible to explore more free trade agreement negotiations. The government has said they've launched the procedure without explaining details. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow pledges he will press the government to speed up the process, describing it as a huge economic development opportunity for Hong Kong. We also would urge the Hong Kong government to boost or to enhance our system to facilitate the usage of renminbi, especially on the usage of renminbi clearing systems overseas. This is a very important opportunity for Hong Kong to develop because uh, Hong Kong is an offshore renminbi center. So we always have this sort of advantage and strength to develop this sort of business. South Korea's parliament has passed a bill known as the Anti-Google Law, designed to prevent tech giants from abusing their market dominance. The legislation stops major companies from forcing online developers to use their payment systems when selling apps. Developers have long complained there is nowhere else to sell their products. Apple and Google deny that their policies stifle competition. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,060, 184 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $114 billion. Currencies. The U.S. dollar is trading at 110.16 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 68 cents. To sports, where Hong Kong Paralympian and boccia player Leung Yokwing has won bronze at the Tokyo Games. Leung beat the mainland's Zheng Yuansen 5-4, and this is the second Paralympics medal secured by Team Hong Kong. In a statement published shortly after his win, Chief Executive Carrie Lam congratulated Leung, saying the Paralympians' achievements have made Hong Kong people proud. Football's summer transfer window has officially ended for the European leagues and one of the biggest signings, Cristiano Ronaldo, has completed his move from Juventus back to Manchester United. On social media, he thanked club legend Sir Alex Ferguson, his manager during his first spell at Old Trafford, saying, I'm back where I belong, Sir Alex, this one is for you. Ronaldo rejoined United for 18 million US dollars at age 36. His former teammate at United, Quinton Fortune, says the Portugal forward is still a force on the pitch.
I was very fortunate to be on the same pitch as Ronaldo. For me, what set Ronaldo above all the players in world football is his, is his mindset. The most unbelievable self-belief, work ethic, like you cannot believe it. And this is why he's, he's, he's still at the top of his game, because he was relentless. It was almost like a bit of Sir Alex Ferguson on, on the pitch. He was just ruthless in everything. Tottenham and Arsenal have both made significant signings on transfer deadline day. The BBC's Jordan Elgott has the details. League leaders Tottenham in the Premier League signed Brazil defender Emerson Royale from Barcelona, while Ivorian fullback Serge Aurier has left Spurs following the mutual termination of his contract. Arsenal right-back Hector Bellerin has joined Spanish side Real Betis. Mikel Arteta's side have brought in Japanese defender Takahiro Tomiyasu from Bologna on a permanent deal. Real Madrid have signed highly rated France midfielder Eduardo Camavinga from Rennes on a six-year deal. The 18-year-old had entered the final 12 months of his contract with the league unclub, who were not prepared to lose him on a free transfer next year. Some deals can still be completed past the deadline. Chelsea are working on a loan deal for Atletico's Saul Niguez, while Antoine Griezmann could be returning to Atleti from Barcelona. In cricket, the England captain Joe Root has challenged his side not to take their foot off the gas in their fourth test against India. England recovered from a 151-run defeat in the second test by cruising to victory within four days at Headingley in the third test. Root says the team needs to build on that winning performance. I think we've got to use it as a bit of a template really moving forward. Um, you know, we, everything that we speak about as as a team, how we want to play Test cricket, we we pretty much delivered on. You know, big first innings score with the bat, good partnerships, a hundred partnerships in there, um, and we were clinical. You know, we found the length of the wicket when we were bold uh, and built pressure for long periods of time, controlled the rate and turn, controlled the game, and and felt very much in command of things from from the end of the first hour of the of the Test match. The five-test series now leveled at one all resumes tomorrow at the Oval. In tennis, world number one Novak Djokovic has reached the second round of the U.S. Open in his quest for a calendar year Grand Slam and record 21st major title. The 34-year-old Serbian star dominated much of the way in beating 18-year-old Danish qualifier Holger Rune after 2 hours and 15 minutes. Djokovic has won 8 of the past 12 Grand Slam events and will next face Dutchman Talon Griekspoor, a rival the top seed admitted he didn't know much about. To the weather, sunny intervals with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms at first. The maximum temperature will be around 31 degrees. Moderate easterly winds occasionally fresh offshore at first. The outlook, very hot with sunny periods and one or two showers in the next few days. Currently it's 31 degrees and humidity is 77%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Students are looking forward to returning to school for face-to-face lessons after the summer break. Local doctors are concerned that a government-appointed special registration committee to vet non-permanent residents to work as specialists in the SAR will affect standards and their autonomy. And singer Denise Ho says she's had to cancel her concerts next week because the venue operator said there's a risk the performances could disrupt public safety. The news from RTHK. to gray the second I'm away minutes turn to hours without you time keeps marching
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the first of September, is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew today, and of course to James Ross looking after things while I was away, a bit poorly. But it's really, really nice to be back. It's been, 
It's been a bit rough, but it's so nice to be back. Did I mention that? We do have a great show for you this afternoon. We're taking things a bit easy. We're going to be listening to some great tunes for the next hour. And then since it's Wednesday, Cruzy McCalligan is in for our midweek audio column. And this week, Cruz will be chatting about roller skating. And we'll learn a little history on roller skating and also be enjoying a little revival lately around the world with COVID-19. And it's true, I've got family uh, living uh, down under, down under in Australia. Um, and, and they've been roller skating. And, and of course, uh, uh, with a lot of uh, sort of skateboarding, taking the headlines with the Olympics, People are looking at these wheels uh, in a different fashion, so I'll be intrigued to learn a little bit more about roller skating uh, just after the 2.30 news. And as usual, we 